0: All right, so uh, this is just going to go in the beginning of the show. Um, I will post a brief announcement for it. Uh, in I think I think combo, you're going to write some a little something up. We'll put put announcements that this show will actually go up on Wednesday evening. Um, <clears throat> with everything that's going on currently in the states, um, we're going to do our part per se uh, to support you know the movement of of, i don't know uh, african-american black people in uh the states that just historically have continuously uh, i don't know the words but like just been disenfranchised yeah disenfranchised uh that just i don't know that just seems like jargon to me uh of a (laughs) word but but just um it just makes me so sad and it's it is man yeah yeah, it's it's
1: it's tough times and it's, we have a relatively uh, small platform, but, uh, I think it's still important. We try to do our part where we can, um, specifically at mm-hmm. least my initial idea, just uh, I literally, as we started was that, uh, the whole point of, of today, despite um, various debate I've been seeing online, uh, is so that we're trying to halt all traditional media. So that only, uh, important frontline media is being shared today. Uh, so, uh, I think yeah, exactly what you're leading zero is our, our, goal is to, 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 hold off for a day at least uh, and, and allow the, the world to, to keep track. So, uh,
0: yeah, so, so essentially, um, to all our listeners, uh, who, you know, I, I think the least we can do is spread some awareness. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do know about it, but if you don't know, uh, I suggest so just, uh, listening up, finding out as much as you can, um, supporting, I guess I, a big thing I want to actually mention in regards to this is uh, making a difference locally, because um, I think sometimes there's such a giant stretch uh, to like try to push about like global change. Um, but I think the best that we can do, we can affect, is a lot of stuff locally. So if you see stuff um, locally that's discriminatory, especially against someone's uh, race, um, see you know do your best to kind of focus on that. Um, cause I, I, I just feel at times people look at it like from national level, it's like, what can you do nationally? And it just Mm -hmm. seems, um, so distant. And so, so I just, I want to add that little tidbit as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle, but do you have any kind of final thoughts here?
1: Um, yeah, the uh, as, as kind of blunt as I can put it, and I was even saying to my partner today that uh, it makes me sad that this is generally just how, how humans debate anyways, and, and so something we have to live with, but hopefully try to work on, uh, is that I see a lot of debate on what is the best way to show support. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically when I say debate, I mean like, actually attacking people who have the same goals uh like i've I've seen enough facebook comments and and things on instagram and all this kind of stuff where they're like oh yeah is this really helping or like oh like your your little post isn't going to help anyone or or little things like that Mm. and um and specifically recently i remember i was reading a couple of people like i literally knew from my hometown commenting on posts, being like yeah we don't need to spread awareness like there's already enough of it and everything which is to me just it's it's sad because i know that they have the the right mindset of that they're trying to find the best possible way to support everything going on. Um, and I guarantee that in my head at least, and, and I could be uh, thinking a little too, uh, Innocently here, but in my head, I think at least 99 percent of people are are on board with a a, a, sh- a strong shift towards equality. Uh, the issue is that nobody knows what's correct, and specifically with protests and riots and everything going on, unfortunately, so much mental energy is being put towards what's the best way to cause change rather than just saying let's cause change. Uh, So I I think that's why I wanted to, to push a little bit on our platform Mm -hmm. to uh, at least do something small, because if there's, if there's anything you can do at all, just try not to challenge people who are trying actively to make a good decision. Mm -hmm. Um, The, my kind of closing thing was uh, referencing again, my partner, she showed me a, a post that had said, basically challenging the word of saying that you're an ally uh, because an ally I, I don't remember that I'm gonna butcher it but it, it was eloquently said but it was basically saying that you shouldn't say you're an ally because you're not an ally 100% of the time um, that there there are underlying things there's all these kind of things and and it's that kind of speech I as a human personally and this is my own opinion it's not the rest of our show um, disagree with because uh, if if you are even trying a slight amount to be an ally to whatever disenfranchised group you're looking at specifically, um, Black folks in America right now is is the the big highlight. Uh, then, that, like that's enough for me as a human. You're you're being a good enough human in, in that in that course, and and I hope you continue to push it further. But. Do what you can, don't challenge what other people are uh is, is kind of where I, I wanted to leave that at least for my own thing that uh, if I can even have a couple folks maybe reflect a bit on on if they're challenging how people are trying to demonstrate or uh maybe condoning sorry condemning the the looting or rioting which yes is is a is a net negative to the world uh that you you might be overlooking the real problems that are coming and, and I really encourage you to reflect on those so
2: yeah mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say one final thing um, just on your point there that a lot like a bunch of very small things add up to a very big uh, effect like that is literally the entire point of democracy um, where millions of people, individual votes do matter like things small things that you do matter. Um, So just be aware of what it is that you're doing, even if it seems like a very small thing, Um, whether it's, you know, turning a blind eye or not, like regardless of what it is, um, think about what you're doing, think about the impact, even if it's a very small one, it does matter and keep that in mind as you go about your daily life.
0: Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, just to close off, this show will be posted Wednesday evening um and we hope you enjoy the rock league talk we got coming up
2: Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I am your host, Wabbits, and joining me today are my two beautiful co-hosts, Combo,
0: hello, 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 and Lazira. Man, I feel like uh, I just talked about like Rocket League two days ago or something, I don't know
2: honestly it feels the same to me like i don't know why it's just kind of in the air there but uh, it feels feel like it definitely even, did
1: even jared messaged me this morning being like do we record this week like is it the other week and i was like "Yep, <laughs> man like we just had a whole week off and he's like what and he's like we just talked about it and i was like nope like, it's been, it's
2: been weeks, man. So the funny little inside joke here is that me and uh, Lazaro actually did just talk about rocket league on the robin kyle show
1: nice <laughs> i thought
2: that was like a pseudo
0: like rule that you're it's supposed to be not rocket league
2: it's whatever we're feeling and we wanted to talk about rock
0: and we (laughs) happen to want to talk about rockley it it is what it was you know on board
2: yeah so it's just like we were super into rocket league this week and i you know can't complain about that whatsoever and i hope that the people that listen to it don't um but getting into the show uh welcome back combo how's your pc doing
1: (laughs) very good she's very pretty uh i uh yeah otherwise like build went pretty good i had my girlfriend do all of the work and i just like told her what to do um so she could give it a try because she knows very little about tech uh, and was it was very fun to like quiz her on parts and she like killed it like i think she got basically everything right uh wow. so yeah it was fun it was uh it was cool yeah for context for people who don't actually like know my partner have not heard me talk about her she is like like through and through outdoorsy um and i like i love that because like we i basically show her a lot of like tech and indoorsy stuff and then um she's always kind of my my neutral to actually go outside and live a life and stuff of like that too which is very nice Aww. so um yeah
2: so it's been good that's so cute it's always good to have a a partner that you know pushes you to go outside <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. to be a human yeah, yeah. Uh, but no otherwise pretty good it's, yeah kyle uh, why don't you do enough of that you know
2: wow <laughs> 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 calling me kyle now disgusting um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's really cool about the PC. Glad that it's working really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some throttling
1: issues starting oh, uh, once is that what it working, was? but yeah, uh, well, no, not, not no, like that, not with that exactly, but uh, like later on once she was up and running, like playing, like <laughs> even literally playing Rocket League, like um, I'd get like twenty frames, and uh, it would she'd like big heat up. Uh, and Ooh. so the fan. I transplanted a lot of parts from my old PC into my new one, and one of them one of them was a fan, and that fan currently isn't spinning. Oh. I don't think that's like the end of the world, uh, and I haven't had any throttling problems since I've changed a couple things around. But, is it is uh, it
0: really uh, hot in in your region of Canada right now?
1: um no we we're getting a lot of ups and downs like we literally had a tornado mm-hmm. yesterday uh just outside of calgary oh uh um, yes yeah, so we're getting a lot of ups and downs we've had some pretty heavy rain and then we'll have like a 30 degree day i know ontario you're getting your big heat wave we had that last week um so i think you guys got it now
0: um but i don't uh, know dude i'm gonna be honest i feel like ottawa and toronto are a completely different climate like <laughs> very true it's that that's <laughs> that that body of water man it completely changes everything oh yeah but my uh, point, my point was, I feel like on the days that were like, it was really hot. Um, my, so the laptop that I run, by the way, uh, uh the laptop that I use has like an internal, um, like an extra, like it's essentially a fan you can turn on manually, yeah. but I never do it. Cause it's like super loud, annoying. Um, but like, I literally, uh, felt it and I'm like, this is boiling hot on those like mm-hmm. really hot days. So I, I've been using that, uh, like f- feature, I guess. Nice. But uh, yeah, cool. no, no, that's why I was asking. Because uh, having a good cooling fan is very important in PCs, mm-hmm. especially when it gets really hot outside. So yeah, that's why nice. liquid coins i thing.
1: uh i got the i think it's the fantex 400a case if people want to look it up it's uh, it's really nice so it's full like addressable rgb uh three front fans uh which is quite nice and i got a, my first ever white case rather than i always go black with everything Ooh. and so it's it's very very clean uh i think i posted some photos like way back when when it was actually built in the in the uh the general chat for asap but um, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty happy with it. She's she's running very well. I've been playing some GTA on and off and uh, running at like full like 250 frames, all like ultra settings, ray tracing and everything is, is pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty nice to see. So
2: that actually sounds amazing oh it's, it's uh. awesome man like
1: driving on like the highways and stuff and having like the yep. sunset and like the the ray tracing of the shadows and all that kind of stuff is really cool it's, it's like
2: super smooth at 250 yeah wow.
1: it's been one of the most like feeling like almost like organic gaming experiences i've had in a long time yep. a thing i have not tried yet is vr and so i'm very curious to see how vr goes Ooh, true. um because i've uh, as a vr lover i've been very well a vr lover with a pc that just barely runs vr um i've gotten very comfortable with like running vr at like 40 frames when if you read like any guide 40 frames says that vr will make you sick uh, and so yeah. i was sick quite a bit when i started and I, I often was feeling nauseous and i've gotten over it so i'm curious now if my like immersion will be like tenfold when i get in and hopefully running at like 200 frames and, and see how that goes so uh we'll, you're
2: gonna see. be sick again because it's too smooth it's too smooth yeah it's too,
1: too <laughs> um so yeah so specifically for people who know vr and i'm sure you guys have people who don't know vr heard about this release but half-life alex came out a couple months ago and i purposely Mm -hmm. did not buy it knowing i was probably going to get a new pc at some point uh so i've been holding out and then now uh cast my partner is working on a puzzle in our like vr space so when that gets finished (laughs) up uh that's when i'll play alex and see how she runs so i'm excited
2: Nice. Okay. That's actually kind of exciting. Uh hope to hear about an update from that because I'm super into VR. And yeah, it's,
1: wish it's I, could do that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm always trying to push friends to get VR because there's so many cool games that me and like my like two friends that have VR play all the time, but it would be a blast with like six to eight people. And so we're always trying
2: yeah. to push oh, one day I'll get it. One day. Not today, because I got my computer as well, and everything's running fine. Um, surprisingly, it only had, like, one issue, and that was the hard drive setting it up. Nice. But that was done within the same day, so that was good. Um, <laughs> and with that being done, I will make an official announcement that tomorrow, Wednesday the 3rd, um, I will begin streaming at 3 p.m. Wow, probably going until about 7. That's what I'm saying as my minimum time. And I don't know if I keep on going, then I'll keep on going. But... <laughs> gonna start doing that i'll probably or i'll be shooting for three times a week at the very least i'll have a schedule posted eventually um but yeah if you want to see a web stream that'll be happening
0: uh Uh, so so, you're doing cooking mama right that's that's the uh... the
2: course that's my main game that's all i play (laughs) (laughs) we all know that uh no i'll just be streaming rocket league and then like maybe valorant and some other games if i want to as a side thing so yeah that'll be cool um Yeah. Any other uh, announcements for the, for you guys?
0: For, like, uh, life my main thing was gonna be
1: i, I was just gonna like uh, uh, apologize as like a lot of people have been messaging me in the last like a week or two i would say from the community um and i've been very slow if even at all to like get back to many folks uh and so it's just that like i i'm purposely taking a break from coaching i'm trying to take a break from like some community stuff like i'm, I'm trying to slow it down a little bit because the between my eight hours of like technically work even though it's i rarely actually fill the whole eight hours um at, at least in one gap i tend to work randomly uh, and plus like trying to actually just play games and enjoy being at my computer and like spending time with a girlfriend and stuff like it, it's a lot. So I just will blanketly apologize if I haven't gotten back to any messages because it's a, uh, it's been a lot. So
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, Lazier, you got any? Uh, I
0: just, uh, I'd like to respond to uh, whoever uh, has been asking about romance corner. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of kind of difficult to uh, <laughs>
2: have a romance w- with new people. <laughs>
0: with new people, uh, you know what? Maybe maybe that that should be a new uh, show I make. You know, just like Zoom romance. It's just like <laughs> me going on blind dates, but like we didn't never see the person's face, and it's just like terrible, cringy stuff. Maybe, maybe that's the future of romance court. I don't know.
2: This is basically um, a podcast. Love is blind. Oh, if boy. either of you watch that Netflix show, no, which was no, this, this I've literally trash. never
1: watched it, but
0: I, I've heard that it's great. so bad that it's good. Yeah, but no. I have
2: yeah, never watched it. I am a proud consumer of trash can fires and I mean, you watch
0: flakes stream, so I'm not really surprised.
2: <laughs> exactly. I love terrible media, <laughs> uh, but yeah, great show. Definitely recommend it to absolutely nobody. You should go watch it. Yeah, um, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that's what Romance Corner basically is. Uh, <laughs> I think at that point, we can now get into uh, Rocket League things. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so, first off, we're going to do a little Ooh. bit of Beginner's Corner and talk about some stuff that uh, is just fun, honestly. Like, And I, I get yelled at constantly for doing this. It's uh, backpassing. <laughs> um, so, if I'm ever in or well, this happens like way too often um, where a lot of the times what will happen is I see the ball and my, uh, or my teammate is definitely going to get beat by the 50. And then an opponent is coming in, but I'm like just in a bad spot and rotating through the ball. And then I'm like, Oh, I can pass this back to that person and this will be good. And then I try and back pass and the teammate didn't realize that I was going to back pass. And then, Hey, look, that's a goal on our net. <laughs> and then I get yelled at all the time <laughs> because I do that. And I don't know why I do that, but it also feels like it should be the right play, but it's also very much not because people aren't ready. And I don't know. I'm very confused with it.
0: I mean what, Sometimes
2: it leads to plays. Sometimes it leads to own goals.
0: What rank are you trying to do this in is the first thing I'd say, right?
2: Mid champ. I,
0: I feel like that's an appropriate time to, to try it.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know. It might be like a high grand champ only type thing. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh,
1: people don't even backpass at the high ranks either man like yeah, backpasses are tough and like i i'm right. fortunate enough to play with people that I've, I've played thousands of hours with at this point now that like we we generally know what we're doing um so backpassing is a large part of our game and like we're we are quite confident to to do things like that but uh th- there's no i think the reason that if you ever try to like look up rocket league backpassing back you'll never find guides or tutorials mm-hmm. or things like that is because it's so situational and and different there's i've literally never once had like what feels like a run-of-the-mill back pass uh -hmm. it's always been like a a split decision in a play similar to i think what you're describing a of so that it's like oh i see that i will be able to beat this opponent and try to send it back to me there's like two fundamental like ways that you should be backpassing. the first i'm gonna to try to keep this short but the first being <laughs> uh your incomes and so like and it's a well communicated in advance right and like that, that's i would say about 90 to 95 percent of the back i do and receive with the people i play with are like a you've literally just started your rotation out of that let's say their corner and you see your teammate is all the way back in your end and you can beat the opponent to the ball i will be like backpassing 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 and i'll just hit it into the middle and then they'll be able to eat it up and very easy very simple very clean way to keep pressure without any any chaos that is obviously not always the case and the longer i spend in the asap community the more i see i think we have more solo keywords than we do team players uh which is fun and like that that's exciting to me because solo queuing provides these like very very different challenges that are not at the forefront when you're playing with a team and so if solo queuing and that that part one isn't isn't possible i literally have one like fundamental cardinal rule to follow if you're backpassing and do it simple as it is because i think this happens more often than not and it tends to lead to issues more often than not is just never backpass in the middle of the field even if you are backpassing to your player who's all the way sitting in the back of your net at the far end still don't do it even if you know for a fact that they will get there before you the the opponents will or that you could or anything like that do not backpass through the middle always send it to the walls or at least into the sides of the fields. Those kind of side, maybe 15, 20% uh, of the field on either way down that lane uh, because back passing down the middle so often leads to the, the kind of one of the two of being either a, you back pass and maybe your your player didn't expect the back pass and they're a little slow to it and so now you've just set up a breakaway for the other team on a one-on-one or you go for the back pass i think this is kind of what wavis was explaining the situation of that you go for that back pass your player wasn't ready for it and then you actually cut them and beat them rather than actually passing it which i see happens so often i'm sure you guys have as well Um, when it's like such a well-intentioned play but it goes so wrong so fast and so by at least even if you're going to cut your teammate by cutting them to the wall rather than the middle you're at least giving yourself enough time that you can still recover back and make up for technically your mistake for for cutting off there even though it, it was well intended and and your thinking strategy and you're thinking the, these kind of big plays um yeah those are kind of my big cardam- uh, my card my card going to or fundamental cardinal <laughs> rules uh is is where i go is that it c- should never be in the middle uh if it's uncommunicated if it is communicated sure go for it um but at its core the number one being always find a way to communicate it even if you're gonna like the quick chat of a like um centering i think is one of the ones you can put on like team yep, yep, chat yep. right something like that uh i've mm-hmm. literally been in solo queue games where people have done that and i adore that i think that's so cool because i'll instantly change my like my trajectory of where i'm trying to drive as soon as i see that um not all will and so you're running that risk of course right but uh yeah th- that's kind of my big two right there is communication um at 95 percent of the time needs to be communicated somehow just don't go for them if you can't uh or aren't going to and then if you are going to without communication please for the love of god put it to the walls just because it's easier and it's going to be way way safer in the long run <laughs> that's my little rant
2: i like that second point there of just putting it to the wall like even if you're giving it uh to the third man instead of the second man at that point like it's still going to your teammates and you still get this play um so i think that's just generally a much better idea than what i usually do and i'll try to be putting that into uh (laughs) into my little play there but the main reason that like backpassing has been such a thing for me for so long ever since i started taking this game seriously is because i remember uh being on the the Brock B team, and then I think in our first training session with you as our coach combo, um, you uh, they we were up against like a very a much higher team. We were like low champ one at the time. I think they were in C three to, to GC, and there was one time where they had pressure that uh, we were just about to break out of, and then they got a back pass. And then you uh, came back into the comms and were like, "See, they back passed right there to keep uh, control and keep the pressure on." <laughs> so that one one line has stuck with me for so long and I don't know why, but I still remember it perfectly. Big and influencer. I try to keep on doing it. <laughs> Good,
1: man. No, I'm glad. The uh, So that was, it's funny enough, I think the reason that that had come out of the time, uh, and this, this is, uh, as I think I always end up doing to this section, unfortunately, this is now leading into like a very high level strategic mechanic rather than a, a beginner's one um, or even a, a mid-tier one. You. But uh, where I made that comment to you was because at that exact time, I was actively working with the A-team on a new uh, defensive breakout strategy. Um, that being highlighting a back pass, and so basically how it would work is that if you're and I'm going to tr- explain this so quickly because it's not something I, I want people to try to like fester on, but just to show <laughs> that like where where why I'm so uh, comfortable with talking and like love working with back passes is so if you're under pressure and you're in a threes standard rotation, your your first guy challenges to the corner, your second guy is back post rotating a little closer, maybe into the front post to support, and then your your guy who just challenges rotating to the back post. Your your standard standard styles if and this situation happens a lot and this is why i was trying to develop this play and worked quite well honestly with the A-Team when we ran it was that when that first guy challenges if he misses a challenge loses whatever that may be and he's on the opposite side of the ball so if he were to hit the ball it would be going back into our end right you, you've kind of picked up what i'm putting down there um mm-hmm. of that like he's now he's passed his challenge so generally standard rotations would say rotate back post and, and do a nice wide rotate in this case instead is what i'd asked was that you basically kind of pester the opponent so you stay with the opponent and you actually are instead of them hitting into the middle you as the the defender are going to hit that ball technically into the middle but in line with where your goalie is currently sitting on that back post so you can get an instant clear with a backpack a very very short back pass from your corner to your net it's high mm-hmm. risk but incredibly high reward because you can instantly instantly relieve all pressure because as soon as you have that backwards momentum on the ball towards the goalie it's just going to be a clean half all the out of the end and you could easily clear to the far corner in a heartbeat it was something that i've seen a couple european pro teams trying and uh, and doing a little bit in rlcs so i started trying to implement it worked phenomenally and that's what i think it's kind of funny that then when you were noticing me referencing the back passes, that's where that came from is that we were really trying to develop that kind of team play and if you are on a team and want to try something like that like i i can i can give a better explanation solo uh if you're curious later on but uh it, it is a really really cool thing that we were trying out and, and worked quite well for relieving pressure deep so that again is another way that the backpass is so uh kind of fundamental and important but often is overlooked by many people so
2: Cool. I'm assuming that your call out for that was own goaling. Um, of course, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to just to clear that up, if anybody wants to use that play, uh, <laughs> Lizzie, are you got any thoughts on the uh, the back pass? You ever do it? You uh, ever
0: try it? I think I think the the truth is is that uh, this is this is where reading your teammates has become so important. Um, I think honestly. Like if you have a teammate that tends to be really aggressive and is never looking for a pass you should never pass it to him, especially back pass it to him
2: mm-hmm.
0: like you can you can infield or you sorry like do like a pass off the back wall but a defensive pass has to be to someone that you've seen as playing quite uh, defensive so like sorry a back pass you, you should see that the person is already playing quite defensive and it does have enough space that even if you pass it back, they're not gonna be so close that they miss it. Um, I think the biggest danger is back passing like last second and not knowing where your teammate is into um, open space. I think you should, you should kind of have to have a feeling or at least, you know, Oh, someone's like really went back far. Um, and that's why, that's why I'm able to back pass here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, pretty much where I like that. That's a lot of where I make my mistakes um, as someone who thinks about back passing and someone who wants to do it. Um, but you know, I don't actually know how to do it very well. A lot of my mistakes come in, uh, one, in what Combo said earlier, his second point of backpassing out to middle, basically just seeing somebody who's uh, staying in a defensive position and then thinking, you know what, I can pass this ball to them. Um, But then that goes out to the middle and then I might make a mistouch and it actually goes to my opponents or something like that. And now they're in a two or a one-on-one or whatever it is. Yeah, And that would be one of the mistakes. The other one is trying to Get a very light touch so that my teammate who's challenging actually gets the, the ball much earlier than the opponent who would have won and stuff like that. And then that gets also into a very big ish, issue of like, I have to hit my teammate exactly because they're not going to be able to react to this. Mm-hmm. They're watching the opponent instead of the, instead of watching me thinking I'm just going to drive right on by. Yep. But that's like not going to work unless I hit them directly. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. that I think that's the main thing. I,
1: I definitely want to make sure I like um, almost like cover myself in advance with of that. I am not saying you should never pass into the middle of the field. That is literally how I would say about 80% of goals are scored is is from a, a good infield, center field pass. Um, this is that exact situation of that you are rotating out of the zone. You know <laughs> that your next challenging man is definitely not going to win, let alone they probably aren't even choosing to challenge if they're out of the way. But you know that you might be able to beat the next challenging opponent. So you're passing back just to hold pressure and to, and to keep that pressure. Whereas the... if if let's say we, we tighten this up a little bit so your play, you're in the corner your player is waiting in like the slot so the low like um, center field line uh, and you're rotating out and you choose to pass to them in the middle I don't define that as a back pass because you're literally not passing backwards it's an infield pass right and so that's the mm-hmm. big difference of that like my my play style really really dives into those kind of uh, infield pass attempts and I really really like going for them and so uh, that that's my big differentiator there is that I would say in a game I'm probably going for a back pass once maybe every three to four games. If I notice the situation because it's so kind of situational, whereas I'm going for those leaving infield passes probably five to ten times per game uh, because uh, they're they're so common and so easy to try to set up quick goals for. So, um, yeah, that, that was like a big thing. And funnily enough, like almost uh, playing well into what we would normally say is like our week in Rocket League of that my over the last two weeks now, since I wasn't here last time, I've been playing like uh, not much at all, truthfully, because of uh, like work and just trying to relax and, and not play anything too competitively. But we've been playing. Playing uh, threes with Haywood, myself, and Jer. Haywood, as of three weeks ago, was, I think, in champ one in and, and threes, despite being a like, 1,600 twos player, which I think is hilarious. Uh, and Jer and I, have I think we had GC in both. And so we were playing with him, trying to get him up. He's up to GC now uh, in threes. But literally, the only reason is that we were doing so well is because we would only ever look for those leaving infield passes. And we were scoring so many what just felt like free goals by doing it. So, um, yeah, that that was a, a big thing for me.
2: Mm mm-hmm. um, I actually really like this idea of the leasing, leaving infield pass because I generally don't think of that as the uh, when you should be going for infield passes. And um, I think last week actually I had like a, a little or it might have been on the Robin Kyle show. I had a little side rant that was like 30 seconds long of just being slightly angry of people always hitting it towards uh, the opponent's corner on the offensive end, because that's the defensive spot for the opponents. It's not really going to do much unless you can like dribble along the wall and then pop it or something like that. I don't know, some really mechanical hard, harder play. And it's just easier to keep the ball in the center and then aim for the goal and give your you more options, the defenders less options and stuff like that. Um, and this idea of the um, retreating, uh, infield pass is just a much better way and a much more efficient way of now getting this infield pass to keep the ball in the center to do things that are very useful um, and have very threatening shots on net instead of just like hoping that a 50 goes through and rolls out in front of net. Um, and I never even, you know, thought of that as the possibility of like whether it's turning through and or uh, turning around and then trying to hit it up the wall or trying to hit it out of the wall or something like that. I was always thinking in infield pass is me having control while I can either cut across with a a small dribble and then hope that one of my teammates comes up and takes the ball from me or hit it off the wall. And then that's really my only two options. Um, But doing this as like after I disrupt the opponents, after I go for my 50, going it for it again and then moving it backwards towards the center field to my teammate is probably one of the best ways to get that uh, offensive pass out. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs>
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for me, okay. it's it's such a fundamental, and I know I've referenced this a couple times. I, I swear, I, I need to like write a book on this at this point. Yeah. Of that, like <laughs> the the standard rotational meta that is taught around gold, I would say unfortunately for most players is a is technically a bad habit by the time you reach mid to high champ uh it it doesn't work at the higher level and like we've talked about out rotating teams in that kind of in those middle ranks so much Um, and the players that are able to to jump into the gc even c3 to gc levels are the players who are able to start adapting and and changing that that meta because by the time you get to champ three whiffs don't happen nearly as much there's there's much more strategy everybody assumes everybody can hit everything um, like like there, there's a lot more that goes into it. So being able to to sprinkle in these slight differences, a huge one being in field passes, but not on the rush, instead being when you're rotating out. It's the same way we talk about rotating out and taking a bump, right? Don't don't mm-hmm. don't destroy your rotation, but hey, here's a way you can make it even better. Same thing of like please don't leave your rotation thinking that yeah, yeah, you need to pass every single time when you're leaving. At that point, you're just becoming a monkey. Uh whereas at least if you can in your rotation see the ball next to you, see your player waiting in the in the, the slot. Slot for an open pass, boom, quick flick out into the middle. That's a that's a perfect scoring opportunity that tends to break down even like the highest level teams that I play, right? And so uh, that I think is, is a really, really important thing to keep in mind. If you are struggling in the mid or high champ area, it's very, very likely not your mechanics. Uh, it could be, but it's likely not your mechanics. It's likely that you're playing what you think is perfect Rocket League, uh, but is perfect Rocket League doesn't exist as soon as you pass GC. Everybody has to play their own metas in order to win games, right? Like More like more often than not if i'm playing in a 16 to 1800 threes lobby i'm gonna lose the match if i'm playing with two friends i'm gonna lose the match based on our playstyle incompatibilities with the team we're playing against than any type of skill outside of that right that's so much more common in the higher ranks and so it's important to start trying to 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 break that down and figure out what ways can you adapt your play and your rotation and so on from there
2: right <clears throat> um and lazero uh on this note, I actually want to ask you not to call you out or anything. Um, but as someone who's like in the, while well, you've you, in the past couple of weeks you've been everywhere from low diamond to mid champ, um, as like someone who's gone through that uh, rank recently, I'm wondering if there's the possibility for this type of play um, to uh, happen in that rank around there, where you're edging into the the champ re- region, um, and this meta would you know start to becoming required. And I'm wondering if that type of uh, play would now be useful in there to.
0: Like, are we talking strictly strictly back passes or um...
2: this type of in- infield pass by not necessarily cutting rotation, but by keeping holding yeah, the ball yeah. and then going for that, yeah.
0: and actually having people make like little runs per se. Uh, yeah. I I would say most games, it is just not practical to do so, but. Mm -hmm. there are a couple games for whatever reason that you just mesh with some teammates. And like, I think I had a game the other day where it was seven, nothing. And this wasn't like (laughs) a rage quit seven, nothing. It was just like we started and you know what it is. You know what the catalyst is. I think if you get score one passing goal, (laughs) <laughs> Immediately, the team thinks of passing for the rest of the game, and we just trampled this other team. Like, the other team did not know what hit them. Um, and it all came exactly from that. From like this, essentially, it's almost like because you scored a goal with a passing play, all of a sudden you think, Oh, right, that's an option that I can do, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yep. so I think it is viable, but you kind of have to wait, um, until, until your, until your team kind of meshes once to make a really nice play. Cause I think then it's more likely that you're going to do it in the future. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, but I also will say is if, if you can afford to, to, to maybe not necessarily position for passes, but at least make passes or try to force passes to your teammates. And especially if you can be really accurate with them, uh, in the long run, I think the teammates will, will slowly start feeling more comfortable, uh, like it's almost like you have to initiate it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um like it it's like uh if if you do enough of it, then people are gonna respond almost. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and especially if like you see your teammates waiting there for a pass, even if they're expecting it to come like 10% of the time, if there's somebody that's actually there and you know that there's somebody there, then just Going for it, like just going all out and committing to it, then it shows your teammate that yes, I'm willing to go for this pass. So they'll be more willing to stay for it, even if they have to play a little defensive to make up for a mistake that you might make. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that? Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So, a uh, little recap: back passing, iffy. Always do it to the side if you get the uh, possibility. Um, like, make sure it's along your along the wall so that you're not just putting it into the middle for your opponents to get uh uh easy kill um make sure that you're not cutting off your teammates too too hard and always try to hit your teammates with it um but then infield passing is a different thing where you're rotating out and then sometimes you can make this cut on rotation rotate out hit your teammates with with that pass and then that gives you a very good offensive play even though it might feel like a back pass it's not necessarily because it's a rotation out through the ball into your teammates mm-hmm. That's a good little recap.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. No, it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's solid. Cool. Okay.
2: So I think we're probably good on beginner's corner at that point then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to move on to the fusion tournament? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff's been happening. Um, so, fusion tournament, as we talked about last week, is the Johnny Boy slash fusion tournament uh, that has been going on for the past two weeks, I believe, um, where. It's the whole mix of you know threes, twos, and ones. Um, Teams who are best at everything work out. (laughs) Um, Do we want to go over a little bit of what happened, or do you guys just want to get straight into your criticisms?
0: I think just (laughs) just spoiling it for us. (laughs)
2: Criticisms can be good or bad. Okay.
0: No, I I think we should go. I I do. I don't know if you have it in front of you. but I think we should at least go over the results.
2: Okay, That yeah, that's what I was yeah, I agree. thinking of doing. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so we can, we can, we can start um, with that.
2: Yeah. So I'll just go over probably uh, the teams that did like really well. Um, the two teams in North America, and we'll just go over the North America because that one's done. The EU is currently still happening. Uh, the two teams in North America that easily dominated the, the bracket were Rogue and Space Station. Um, Rogue and Space Station both having very solid ones players, very solid threes. I actually really enjoyed watching rogues threes for the most part. Um, Even though like I'm slowly becoming more and more of a rogue fan I'm just outright admitting it. That's a fact (laughs) as time goes on, I'm liking rogue more. Um, But yeah, so rogue and space station very much dominated by having the ability um, or having very good ones players, having very good threes players, and then um, being able to mesh well enough in twos to Carry themselves to a de- reasonable spot, um, <clears throat> with Space Station actually taking both the threes and twos brackets uh, overall, taking first place in those, and then Rogue taking the ones bracket, and Space Station just not existing in the, <laughs> in the ones bracket. As funny as that is, um, they just got very much destroyed by uh, by first killer, and th- they couldn't come back from that. Um, but yeah, so Space Station took it all. Uh, three points ahead of rogue, which is, you know, very close, uh, but winning two of the brackets wasn't enough to get them up there.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was like the interesting part for me, right? Was that in <laughs> the point system and, I, and even in mechanically Mediocre, Jared I talked a bit about like the math behind the point system and like how work. it works. Th- those numbers of the like 17, what was it? 17, 11, and 7, I think were the, the three values or zero yep, that you could yep. get. And we were talking about like, obviously, those are very specific numbers like for, <laughs> yep. for a reason uh, and worked out, I think, well that, that there wasn't any like super super tight-knit like finishes or things like that yes we had a tie for fourth in na and a tie for sixth and so on but
2: uh, that's expected uh what sorry i would say that it was very close um because on the final day there was four different possibilities of what could have happened that's
1: what i mean of that like the it, it allowed enough room b- being between getting literally oh. 17 or seven that like major <laughs> shifts could happen but luckily I like i was i was honestly worried with the initial setup that we were going to get like a 31 31 31 mm-hmm. like 21, 21 21 21 and zero was going to be like our, oh our team something like that right <laughs> um and uh, but and so that, that was interesting to me that space station obviously kind of worked their way through both 3v3 and 2v2 um absolutely failed in 1v1 as kind of expected um but then you look at rogue who uh, objectively had a, a more well-rounded uh experience in this tournament by be by winning and then finishing in the like third fourth twice even though they lose this right so like that was a little interesting for me that there there was value in there's enough room that you can literally come dead last. They were the only, like Space Station was the only team to not win a game in ones in NA, um, but still win the tournament, which was funny enough, the opposite of the qualifiers, whereas ones would win you basically the entire way through your qualifier if you were good enough at ones and could at least pull, all you had to do was pull then one win in twos or threes to qualify in your set. Uh, It was funny that you didn't even need to win a single ones game to win the entire thing in terms of Space Station. So I thought that was a little interesting uh, with formatting. I'm curious, if if there is a second go at this do they slightly change those point totals or did this meet their their outcomes right did this meet their goals mm-hmm. i don't really
0: know but yeah i thought that was very curious for me mm-hmm. from a purely like interesting perspective of like it's cool that someone did this like i really enjoy it um but but it is it is kind of odd that like you almost wish there was like set like these tournaments were separate at separate times like I'd much rather almost like be like choose your your hero like in a once context. <laughs> I don't know if that makes yes. sense. Like mm-hmm. if we're, if you're gonna do a ones tournament, just literally be because like, I, you know what? I don't even think you need necessarily. I'd almost be more interested if they were like, uh, Cloud Nine G two like all these teams that we really know. Choose someone from your team and do a ones tournament. Like I almost be more interested in that because there'd be well known personalities, uh, mm-hmm. than... You know, once tournament that pretty much everyone was just playing, obviously with with the ones a lot of the ones players that they picked up or already had on their team.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would have one been like a very interesting thing to see, and probably would have been pretty helpful. Um, just to you know see this like one's tournament of they're represented by teams uh, like the the teams as it is, but that might have lost a little bit of the. Um, uh, what what would you say here <laughs> it might have lost like a little bit of the st- strategy that could have happened um because i i don't know if it was i don't remember which game it was but uh i think it was against first killer uh one of the teams probably space station went like swapped out three different people <laughs> over the the games that they played just to see if they could like if one of them could win yeah right <laughs> and that was what they wanted to do and it was it worked out and it was a really fun thing to see um but yeah i I think that it would lose that little bit of um like a mind game and the uh strategy behind it where swapping out your your teammates actually had this extra uh strategic value behind it because like if you have three people who are fairly close in terms of uh one's abilities Mm. um against somebody or a team who only has one player for once then what you could do is just swap out your teammates while keeping them warmed up. And then that completely wrecks uh, your opponent's ability to read and adapt to your, uh, your play style. Right. Um, which is just such a, such a big thing in ones where like some uh, players will dominate these seven game series uh, because they're so good at, at adapting. And you see this with like, I think it was uh, both KDOP in threes and uh fairy peak in ones earlier. Um, He was so like, they were so dominant with seven game series specifically because they could adapt so well and just destroy a player after losing one or two games. Right. Um, But being able to swap out your players now removes that ability completely where they can't adapt. And if two or three of your players are relatively equal, Mm -hmm. then what do you do? You can't adapt there. Your, your guys are able to take this first game however many times in a row. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd be, or I really like that little aspect of the possibility that could happen there. Um, I don't think it happened, other than the space station came and that was still four <laughs> oh. But um, regardless, like it was definitely a thing to to think about, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Do we do we want to get that?
0: into criticisms now, or is uh, is there any actually before we do? Could do you are you are you guys surprised the space station took this? Because I don't. Not at all. I think if I remember correctly that Jared and I both were
1: like kind of fighting over who, uh, who was allowed to take space station as their favorite kind of things. We didn't want to <laughs> match up too much. Um, but, uh, I, I was pretty confident that they would take it. Um, I, I guarantee what now, if I go back and listen, I'm, was like, no, like rogue can do it or like something like that <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, but I think if I remember correctly, I think funnily enough, Stromboli was my like sleeper choice and they did horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I said, I, I think both chair and I agreed that space station was absolutely dominant in this format with rogue only rivaling them slightly because of their ones mentality.
2: Mm-hmm i will say stromboli had an amazing first ones game (laughs) like they could have taken it if they didn't go up against I know. uh,
1: imagine line blaze going out that early that would have been uh, quite
2: so close uh but yeah um can't complain about that i was really rooting for rogue um the entire time i was really hoping that they could take you know at least something and just looking at the scoreboard like if they got second in any of these like if they beat envy or um i guess if they beat envy and threes <laughs> uh then they would have beaten space station they would have just had that even with space station winning too mm-hmm. because they would have had four extra points been yeah. at 35 total and won the tournament um but yeah that's that's all that i wanted to say like i really liked how close it was overall with these mm-hmm. uh, couple teams everything really did matter on the last day all three tournaments mattered it was just really good overall mm-hmm. um and that's that's what I got for the good things. Nice. Let's get into the bad things. <laughs>
0: well, can I just say, it's not that the tournament itself was bad, but I think... No. It's like, did, did I feel... It's almost, did I... Were you hooked? I almost felt like I would have... Like, I enjoyed just popping on being like, hey, there's Rocket League playing. But it's not... Yeah. I had nothing... So I, I enjoyed that aspect, but I did not... There's nothing that I was like... Oh, I I really want to make sure I catch this next match or, or yeah. tune <laughs> yeah. in at this time. Like that's kinda- I think that was
1: my loss too, right? Of that, mm-hmm. like when I I and like I can I can use an example. Of like when I when I moved to Calgary for my work, uh, it was like I think it was three or four weeks later was mm-hmm. um, when Vitality like won their world championships. So Another most recent. Uh, uh, um, or technically yeah the most recent i uh, no, that just hit me um but uh so it was that world championship and i literally said, and i said to my boss i was like hey i was like this is like my super bowl sunday can i please like because uh, we had some like weekend work and i was like can i please take these off so i can watch and he's like yeah 100 like don't worry you're gonna go and like was able to talk about the weight of it but um to me it, and like it felt like there was weight right i'm like oh this is a, an exciting thing i can take a couple days off to like just sit down be uh, a super fan and enjoy it. Whereas for Fusion, um, I, I think everybody knows the because i have been pretty vocal about it early like I loved the idea I love the format I love everything but this week finals was so hard for me to commit to that it's funny I didn't even like uh, quantify it in the same way that you did until you said it where I'm like that's exactly what it was was that I'd happen to stumble upon oh yeah look Johnny oh yeah oh yeah fusion's on again it's Thursday yeah let, let me watch kind of thing and then I'll watch a little bit and then I have to go do something else for work or something like that would go on right and so there there wasn't there wasn't any urgency to like catch the games for me right and i really struggle with that and that was a bit of a prediction jared and i had as well was that we were worried that there wouldn't be much hype because it was so long um i didn't think i would watch as little as i did i thought i'd watch way more um but yeah it just i really struggled to to set apart that time right that was a big thing for me Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. it's not like a big weekend event where you can just be like okay i'm gonna dedicate however many hours per day to this nice. and then if i miss a couple of games i miss a couple of games i might rewatch them because they're important games yeah but this is every single day there's like 5 hours of rocket league and it's like yeah. did all of these games really really matter that much <laughs> like <laughs> they're all really good and i want to watch all of them but is it all really <laughs> worth it yeah
1: which is funny because the format to me was the opposite. I thought the qualifier was some of the most hype Rocket League I've watched in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in a long time, some of the most hype Rocket League I've seen. Uh, like honestly rivaling World Championships for me because of the the strategy and depth that went into who you're going to pick for twos and ones. What do they? What game do they pick for game four and five? Like I, I had all f- like five streams running at some points, right? And trying to watch them all because it was so exciting and that there's so much going on. And and then I got the exact opposite than when we got into the the what is literally meant to be the finals like the hype part um so if it was me i'd almost want a flipped format like i'd want a um i would i would think i'd be more engaged with a week of qualifiers and like getting to come in whenever i think my team's playing i can hop in and watch and then the one big day of those three tournaments you know what i mean like that i think that's where i i settle in is that possible i have no idea because you're running three brackets at once like I, i feel like that might be a an organizational nightmare but uh that I struggled a lot right with that format and for the finals that that was tough for me coming off of some of the best rocket league. I felt like as it, as a spectator, I think I've had in a long time.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is well, are those the main complaints? I guess uh, for what we can say on this tournament.
0: I feel like I had other thoughts. It's like watchability is is something that I consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. Um, it, it- I had
1: plenty of thoughts on the format uh, like itself on mechanical mediocre that i'm trying not to like rehash uh for the folks who listen to both but yeah no i i it's funny it came at a perfect time like I, i've been actively complaining for a while that i wanted more things that were high level competitiveness but not threes like so we didn't have to keep watching the same teams dominate kind of thing for a little bit like give us some extra like give these players who are top 5 on the the ranked leader board but haven't found a good threes team kind of thing a chance to to shine and we got that especially in the qualifiers we got that um and so like i i absolutely adore what they did with it i just think yeah I, hands down zero you got it like it's as a as a spectator sport i think the the format struggled a little bit at least for me i'm sure that the diehard people who are able to commit the time to watch it all have different opinions i'm sure they're like this was an amazing tournament now that would be my guess because it was so well run but uh yeah not not for at least not for me and like i, I know i have a, a decently busy life but uh yeah it, it, it was it was tough on my end at least and i felt like i was missing like quality like i actually had like fomo like the fear of missing out that i was missing some like quality rocket league because i wasn't watching and they're like on and i'll be very like blunt like there were times when i was actively sitting at my computer and i didn't open it because i was either like it was like midway through the stream and i'm like ah like do, do i really want to catch up or little things like that or like yeah like do i care about this match and then I, I miss another day and another day and another day and so mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it was interesting for me it was, it was a weird experience i think in general for being a spectator but
2: yeah i will say um as like onto your point at the beginning, like I very much do think this was a great tournament mm-hmm. just because of like you get the uh, that mix of all three brackets. It's the like you have to excel at all three to really have or at least two in the case of Space Station um, to have any sort of uh, showing in it. Um, and an extra side note that I, I really liked was the fact that they had three different sets of casters um so i like just as a side note i really want to shout this out because mm-hmm. it was really good that they gave um all that time to like that and or that much talent and like it wasn't okay johnny's going to be casting for five hours a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, like, uh, which you know i don't think anybody would really be mad at because johnny's an amazing caster but he got people who are specifically better at these versions to join him and then uh like it, it was just very good overall. Um, and then we get this these sh- showcases of the best, uh, one, the casters, two, the players, and then three um, of everything, right? So I just really like the tournament. I love the idea. I'm hoping that this leads out to more twos and more ones, uh, like big time events um, instead of just like show matches that Johnny does and that's it. Um, but I, I thought, I'm not really... Like the, the actual tournament itself was, it was amazing, but it was just so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that's where it comes down to. Like individual tournaments, like you were saying earlier, the zero, it's like they would have been much better <laughs> just because those individual tournaments would have been easier to watch and more digestible. Um, even if there was like, if this was over the course of like two months, it would be hype and it would be amazing <laughs> and it was only on weekends and it was it, that would be perfect that would be exactly what i want for this uh for this tournament and this finals but like you know they can't do that uh, in terms of money i think yeah
0: no and i mean and also didn't like Psyonix just announce like a partnership with a million community tournaments
1: oh i yeah. think that yeah. yeah that, that was going to be my other thing of like we we got to make sure we cover that today of like that that was like super super exciting news because there were some really really big ones in there mm-hmm. Um, My
0: point is just that, like, I I imagine the reason this tournament probably was so short is because, uh, that's sponsoring other, a whole bunch of other tournaments. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, this is a tournament that could have easily been, like, a two month long thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and because of the fact that there's, like, a million other tournaments going on, I, I think there's some point that, like, Fusion was not, would not have been able to, even if they wanted to, have a spread it out more. I mean, like, there's still Europe going on right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but, But, like, you could do one region and it it could last forever almost, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
2: Yeah, like, one region could easily take a month to two.
0: Oh, 100%.
2: (laughs) Like, if you do two days uh, per weekend, like, just Saturday-Sunday games, have the exact same amount of time, three different uh, best-of-seven series, yeah, it, it would be very good. And I would watch every single game because then it would be more digestible and it wouldn't just be forced on you for like 40 to 50 hours a week (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah uh, that's the the main issue um Mm -hmm. those are my final thoughts do you guys have any other final thoughts on fusion other than possibly games coming up this this week that you know like we should actually look out for (laughs) uh do do you want
0: to i don't know about games but i did want to talk about dignitas and uh, oxygen for a second if if i may
2: please go ahead
0: um i feel like well i i honestly i, I honestly i really want to get combo's take on like how he feels astro's gonna fit in with this new team because i don't know if we actually had a chance to talk about that um we haven't you're right uh so um i don't know if combo wants to jump in here but I, i've been actually meaning to ask you like what do you know of well i guess i guess it is the former reciprocity team right Yeah, Uh, so this has been like
1: mm -hmm. this. Like, this was PSG, which was my favorite team in Europe, which became Reciprocity, which continued to be my favorite team in Europe, which then now has astral which was my favorite player in europe so like it's it's a win 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 for me mm-hmm. um and so like yeah literally since since psg has had their squad together like I, i've always been a, a huge fan uh and that looks huge like half 50 percent of what i put into na but like they're like the one eu team i follow uh and so yeah i was one excited i've never heard of oxygen i'll be i'll be very blunt i don't know if you guys had before this uh, at all like if you've seen things um <laughs> there i looked up i don't know if you saw in their logo i don't know if i brought this up here or mechanical mutaker but in their logo the 1773 did i bring that up here uh
0: at all with you guys do you know or no i think you did bring it up really yeah. pre- i forget what it was right? yeah it was it's just
1: a horrible horrible joke on the like american revolution it's it's so <laughs> like cringy uh it's my only thing that, that's all i now know about auction because it's the only thing i looked up and i was like ew when i saw it um but i think they and i want not only one are they already proving uh that they they're looking pretty good but like adding astral is just an absolute win uh for oxygen and don't get me wrong Jorus looks good on dig and but i think most people have a consensus that like it's he's just a, in general skill wise downgrade and a lot of people and including in our community a lot of people tend to rip on astral's mentality or his uh, like getting tilted and things like that um i'm gonna be very very honest i very rarely have seen him get tilted in any is it just because that one i literally life. think it's coming off of like one or two examples unfortunately and now he's yeah. been painted as a bad attitude um I, I could be completely wrong and i encourage people to to show uh if if they've seen like other examples of him being like a, a horrible player to work with but to me there's there's two very different things there's being tilted and there's being like bad attitude and he's labeled as bad attitude I just think he's been tilted and and if, yeah, if I think that's put, it
0: too like he, right? the, the guy the guy doesn't take me as someone that would last show
1: not at all uh, and so i don't know why i don't know i don't know the details of what why he's leaving dig or anything like that like i've i've literally no idea um and it definitely could be attitude wise it could be things like that i would not be surprised uh but i haven't seen too much i think there's and so as an example and i'm sure you guys saw it uh if you watched the qual- maybe you, you did did you guys see what breezy lost by in his ones game uh in the qualifiers did you guys catch that no, I don't think I did. <gasps> you guys didn't catch it? Okay, so on Subparvo and HD stream, it was their last ones game of the day. Um, oh. he lost twenty-nine to five in a ones game. Um and I'm oh gonna say that gosh. just to call him out. He did not actually lose twenty-nine to five. Um he lost like eleven to four or something okay. with, with a minute and a half left, and he rage quit the game right in the middle of the game. Um, okay. and so I don't then look at Breezy and say at that kid's got a bad attitude. I say, nope, like he was pretty tilted. He knew he was going to lose. There's no forfeiting in a private yeah, yeah, yeah. match. So he's like, I'm out. Uh, and so I'm still going to laugh at him. And I'm still going to put that on him of like breezy lost and ones game 29 to five. Um, that's what I'm going to continue to say. But uh, no, I, I think, I think a little bit of that is, is misplaced. And if Astral is going to be able to come to a new team, um, pop off as he always does and be happy with um, two other French speakers. Cause Astral, I believe his first language is French as well. Oh, well, um, that makes
0: a lot of sense. All right. Dude.
1: Um, so, so exactly right. And that, that's where my husband been at the whole time. I believe his first language is French um, as a as a Belgian. And so the yeah, I, I, I think this is an absolute win for them. I don't think Dig is is too far worse off. Like Drew is is a fantastic player and looked really, really good in the quals. But um, no, this was a huge win for me. If I were to ever, let's say, buy any U jersey now, it would be Oxygen with Astral's name on in a heartbeat like like mm-hmm. that is super exciting for me. So
0: yeah, that's yeah. awesome. dude. Uh, that, that's uh, good to hear. I, I'm I'm excited. I like when things change up, but it's like unexpected. So,
1: right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the worst kept secret when we're on like uh, when I was calling out like ESPN for saying that there was a trade and stuff. But uh, yeah, I want to make that clear. I did not once say that Astro wasn't moving. I just said that ESPN had literally no idea how our systems work. Um that like, yes, they may have had that info, but the, they did not know. Did you guys talk about uh, the one thing I do need to throw in here just so people know? Did you guys talk about momentum being disqualified in the quals last week? <clears throat>
0: Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm gonna be <laughs> Do you guys even know that? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, no. Okay, closely, you mentioned the walls closely, right? Yeah.
0: On on Mechanically Mediocre I, I
1: think I did, yeah, yeah. Okay. I watched the calls, like, super closely. I was so dedicated. There was so much fun. Momentum, wow, what a story. I will share it super, super quick for those that maybe missed it um, because you, you would never know looking at the bracket because the, the little DQ is just lost in the rest of the the stats and the loser's bracket, um, but so folks who don't know Momentum uh, Shifters is the they are the Saudi team, I think they're Saudi, yeah, Saudi Arabian team. Um, the only player I know on that team is Ali uh, because Ali often has played with O'Khalid in, in some games and Ahmed and so on so um this is his team momentum shifters with brownie and impressive and so what ended up happening and i was very proud because my theory was very close um but what ended up happening was in the ones game he's going up against ixo a very very notable ones player um in their ones game they he lost nine eight in overtime um and then in the next game came out and won seven four and apparently there was some like um there was a little bit of a like question as to like his ping had changed and there was little things like that that people had caught um and so from what i've heard i could be wrong this is from reddit um but what i heard is actually someone on momentum shifters came forward and and like outed them uh and like actually said that they were cheating but they had gotten a like high ranked ones player to play for Ali in in the game on his account Uh, and they they got DQ'd for that which was hilarious because they were en route to beat Celestial in the losers semis uh, to move on to place Nameless in the the losers finals after they beat Tree of a Kind uh, illegally where then Tree of a Kind then got to play Celestial swept them got to play Nameless swept them and then got a spot which I think is incredible that they got their second opportunity and absolutely did not waste it did not lose another game after that that was hands down the highlight of fusion for me was seeing that like that was so cool to me
0: yeah and if you want to like hear jer and kama break it down further Mm -hmm. i think you guys did talk about it yeah because i had a theory and then yeah jer found the actual like release on it no actually i actually do remember you guys talking about it uh, Mm -hmm. as i was busy uh cleaning something or working on something Um,
1: (laughs) yeah super exciting that was my only other thing on fusion that like i i think it is it is so laughable to try to cheat in a professional tournament like that that rattles me to my core uh that you you think you need to cheat and especially coming from like ali who is a very very notable ones player like a fantastic ones player lost by a single goal to ixo uh and so now my only question i brought this up in uh, uh, mm as well was i want to know when this other ones mains took over was it immediately following his loss did he play Mm. several games like things like that and then my final thing and this is at WAB, especially since you don't know uh and you didn't know this come in uh, the team that put out Flake's team was Momentum Shifters, um, and so a ton of people are like, "What about randoms? What about the randoms? Like they deserve a spot? No, they don't. Like, like they, no. they, like." Flakes destroyed Ali in the ones game and momentum shifters won everything else. So the the, the ones would not have changed anything. Um, so I think that's absolutely hilarious. But yeah, that's all chat was following the announcement was where's flakes flakes deserves finals. Where's flakes. <laughs> and I wanted to lose my mind reading all of them. But
2: yeah. <laughs> oh flakes fans are amazing i have to say
1: and man any any player fanboy is just horrible like people like the the two big other things that i took was people ripping on um g2's phil for the quals uh Mm -hmm. why am i already forgetting his name uh mile Uh, and people ripping on him when he had an outstanding performance against three like top three ones players like i i was that made me really sad and then cloud nine making a phenomenal qualifiers like lower run and then getting three would by envy and then people ripping on squishy for being destroyed by rattles when rattles is just a fantastic physical ones player just makes me sad like i hate that like fanboys need to rip on or absolutely like overhype everything that they possibly can it's not a culture that i can currently live with but i'm sure i was just like it when i was like 12 13 for my favorite nhl player or things like that like i have zero doubt that i would have been the exact same way but oh does it rattle me
2: yep that honestly sounds about right i've never actually understood the fanboy culture mm-hmm. um, i've never been a hardcore fanboy but i just kind of like Mimi love characters certain people who are just (laughs) just stupid characters i just love it it's great but i'll I'll never like hardcore fanboy over something and get get mad if somebody's like somebody destroys them that's just amazing like they they got beat that's that's what happened (laughs) so yeah i don't know i'll never understand the whole fanboy culture that's never been a thing for me um but it's a thing And let's go into um, the, oh my gosh, what's it even called? The official name for it. Uh, The Community Tournaments uh, Takeover. That's the one. You got it. Uh, So I'll just do a little rundown um, and then I'll get your thoughts from it. So there are 10 tournaments coming up in the next month and a bit where uh, one of them runs from June 4th to August 9th. And that is the the most, like the longest. Uh, But essentially tournaments are running uh on top of each other from june 4th to july 19th with the first one ending on uh, august 9th and yeah so there's a whole bunch of rockley coming out it's a lot of things mm-hmm. um, 10 different tournaments pretty much every single day is filled 300k think...
1: of prizing split yep. across all of them
2: yep like it, it's a lot all psionic sponsored which is amazing and the majority of them actually have like really good uh like leaders and or
1: they they picked great orgs. I agree. Yeah. That, that was my hope too. Is yeah, they they picked like quite quite good orgs. And uh, I was a little sad, funnily enough, being from the CCA, I was a little sad that CCA was in there because I think of all of them, CCA is probably the most closed off, in my opinion, to like most registrants because you have to be a mm-hmm. college student. Like I mm-hmm. think of of all of them, that's probably the smallest demographic we have. So I was a little sad that like that one is quite. um Quite like seclusive to to the rest, right? And uh, but otherwise, yeah. No, I was I was pretty happy. Like they even go as deep as like uh, the LATAM Championship, which is like Latin America has their own championship, which is great. So little Ooh. things like that is like super exciting. We have a Beyond the Summit again. We had another mm-hmm. Salt Mine. Lawler is running a tournament, which I was super happy to see him get some love. Like little things like that. And that was <laughs> fantastic.
2: Yep, I will say for the uh, CCA, um, having a collegiate scene is just very good for the scene. You got it. And at least uh, for the majority of games, yeah. So Rocket League, like. Putting more into that, I can't get mad about, and considering it's one out of ten tournaments. You got it. (laughs) Like, that's not a bad thing. With the other nine just being very good uh, worldwide, like, there's an Oceania one, there's multiple EU ones, and multiple uh, NA ones, so i'll Overall. say for
1: my own experience i hope this money helps uh in terms of the organization for the summer series for cca because our spring series when i did it now summer series mm-hmm. um because the spring series was super messy when i was involved like hands down like even though like see like i'm obviously been through it like they're mm-hmm. in general the league is messy spring series tenfold always like super super messy so i'm hoping that it gets a little cleaner than if uh, if that's the case but yeah i i hope folks are excited about this i think almost all of them are going to be open invitation almost sorry like open non invitation almost likely mm-hmm. so um in every single region you can possibly imagine is covered here so uh you'll anyone should try to sign up for these and see if you can get some fun playing experience
2: favorite name i'll say uh, it right now rocket baguette of course wait have you never heard of rocket baguette before this i've heard of them from a live oh, yeah they're
0: huge man yeah, they're huge yep oh, yep yeah.
2: yeah, very excited
0: about that name i just <laughs> want to say like um for anyone who does like, is like thinking about like, why isn't Cyanix like, cause you know, they like announce all these tournaments because they don't really want to push, uh, or, or announce anything. I think RLCS related. Um, and that just kind of makes sense uh, to me at least. Um, because like, like what are they going to announce? You know, like, (laughs) Mm yeah, uh, it, it kind of feels like these community tournament, like community funded tournaments, right? Um, is a way to kind of keep the esports going without being like necessarily announcing anything, because like they don't know, you know, if they're going to be able to like grab a venue in the next, however, uh, however many months, like you know, September. Well, what's the tournament usually like? November, December? Like you don't know where or when you can actually do, uh, put on a tournament. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the reasoning behind having all these community tournaments. Mm-hmm.
2: And considering they're all like, they were very, uh, they're all community tournaments, but Psionics seems to have been very uh, influential in like when they're run and likely how they're promoted and everything like that. Um, I think it's like just really good in general for Psionics to be taking such an active um, hand in all of this instead of just hoping that people find the tournaments by from the tournament organizers. Like, for example, the Salt Mine, I don't think that was promoted by Psionics at all. Yeah, that was just Johnny Boy doing things that like he was really hoping would uh, would kick off, and it worked out really well for him. Um, but I don't remember hearing anything in Rocket League or from Psionics itself. Um, but with all of these tournaments now being promoted and sponsored and everything that like that by psionics, this is just a very good thing overall. Like, it, people are going to have a lot of Rocket League. Um, most of it, if not all of it, is going to be very, very high quality rocket league and like combo said it's open invitational so like if you want to play some competitive stuff then you might have a chance to play some like really high teams um and if you're really up there maybe you have a chance to get in (laughs)
0: very small chance (laughs) oh 100 percent uh
2: yeah anything else that you guys want to say on this
0: uh i mean i said my piece so i'm good
2: okay so big shout outs to all of our patrons in general thank you all for supporting us uh you know monetarily and with that um big shout outs you got shouted out with a little bit of a rap uh from the zero in the Robin kyle show um and also to all of our listeners and everybody else thank you all for you know just being with us enjoying the time um
0: and special thanks to ah, a special thanks. <laughs> uh, our roll call uh, patrons that are, you know, continuously, consistently helping, like still helping us out, which is just amazing. uh, mm-hmm. Jay Wise, uh Psych Bobco, uh Mife Paint, uh, Tim Chewbarker, uh, Relentless. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Mm-hmm.
2: We love. Every single one of you. That goes out to you in particular, by the way. The person listening, I love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So from me, com- uh, Combo and Lazero, we wish you all a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Uh, stay healthy, and you know, make sure everything's good.
0: And bye. Bye.